Hello, boys and girls. This is your Peter Pan storyteller. When you hear this sound, turn the page. The following program is in no way representative of the high-quality programming usually heard on the Maverick Radio Network. Oh yeah. The views expressed and fishing techniques demonstrated are not endorsed by this station. The following is not a news broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> do you see this smile on my face? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do see it, and I know why it's there. Why, Ton? Because it's Princemas oh. on the five count. Merry Princemas, everyone. You know, in preparation for this, I've been listening to nothing but the uh, 1989 Batman soundtrack. Um, I don't know if that uh, seems appropriate to you or not. If it doesn't, then uh, I don't really care. But, um, Are you talking to me or just everyone in everyone, general? Everyone in general. I think it's entirely appropriate because Prince is the mastermind behind that album, and it's great. And if you don't care, Ton, don't give a rip. I don't give a rip. You don't give no rips. Why don't you ask him? Yeah, you can go ahead and try to tell me that New Jack Prince isn't awesome, and I'm going to tell you to just take a hike right down that path that leads to a cliff, and you can jump off it because yeah. it's awesome. Can't argue with that. Welcome to the five count, Merry Princemas, the fifteenth annual Princemas. That's fifteen in a row. Tom. That's pretty awesome. It's a lot of Princemas. You know, and we, we, it's, it's. I feel like at this point, it's guaranteed that we are absolutely the only. We are the originators and the only ones doing anything like this. We did start Princemas while Prince was alive. We did receive a cease and desist from Paisley Park, and we're still doing it. Yeah. Ton said, much like he does with everything else, I do not give a rip. It's really been a roller coaster. I've really been a ride. The only thing Ton gives a rip about is when he flexes too much and rips his shirts. You should really check it out. If you're not familiar with The Five Count doing Princemas, um, you should go to thefivecount.com and just, I don't know, I guess search Prince and you're going to find a ton of Prince-related things, all the other previous Princemas shows, and we've pretty much interviewed everyone that's ever been involved with Prince. Um, it's all on there. Well, it's funny you should say that, Tony, because we do have a special guest on the program tonight. We've even we've even been in 
like quoted in multiple books and like had authors of books about Prince. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, people love Ton, that is for sure. So tell us who's on the show tonight. Uh, well, tonight, Ton, we have an exclusive interview with Robia Scott. She was from the new Power Generation. Do you remember on the album Diamonds and Pearls, there was Prince and he was like a hologram? Oh, yeah. And he was with two women. Yes. They were known as Diamond and Pearl. Oh. Robia Scott is the Pearl of wow. Diamonds and Pearls. This is awesome. She's on the program tonight. Dude, wow. So if you've seen the cream video. Yes, have. Know, and all of that stuff. Many times. That's her. So good, Dust. Now she's on the program tonight. Good job. Well, you know, it is Prince Miss. Man, this is going to be an awesome show. So we've got some Prince and Prince-related things, and Ton has hair down to, like, the middle of his back. Which I was a little caught off guard by. I was like, who's that hot chick walking around the hallways? Oh, it's Ton. <laughs> yeah, because you've been seeing it up for so long. You have no idea. Actually, I had no idea how long it was. And then I was like, Sophia, how's long my, how long is my hair? And she put her hand in the middle of my back. And I was like, that's ridiculous. I'm just going to keep going with it. We also have, uh, I have a gift for you, my friend, because you are the prince of my heart. For me? Yeah, and it's your birthday very soon. Oh, how did you know? Also, it's, uh, you. I have it on good authority that it's your mother's birthday, actually, today, the day of recording this, and if you want to call her on air, that's, I'm fine with it. She's probably, um, she's probably Don't tell me dating someone else. No. Okay. I hope not. I'm too old to have a new stepdad. What do you mean at work? Like she works overnights. Don, stop working. Yeah, but does she have a cell phone? Can she answer it? Why do I have to call her? Why can't you call her? Do you want me to hit the buttons on your computer to give her a ring or what? You're pushing my buttons, I mean, Tom. I'll talk to her. Let's get back to talking about this gift. Don, if you're listening, happy birthday. You can't look at this gift yet. I thought you were my gift. I am. Much like you are to everyone else. In so many so in many ways. Southern Minnesota yeah, and beyond. <laughs> yeah, right. Special gift. Ah, uh, yeah. Hey, Ton, we've got some mailbag questions. Some people left some messages at the Five Count Hotline. And I got a card that looks like a pile of poop on there. Yeah, Ton got a postcard in the U.S. mail. Wow. With... Something on the front there. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, but, you know, we'll read it. We'll and do all that stuff. Robia Scott's on the show. Ton has a legitimate KMSU performance fleece. Don't you remember when we got these? I do vaguely. I still have mine because I barely ever wore it because it's really huge. But that's okay. It's like part of my uh, nighttime comfy gear now. You look good. It's a shame people can't see you. I mean, they can fantasize. I thought it would be appropriate since it says KMSU on there, and that's the station that we're on. So, Do you feel like we should have a camera set up of your face? Not really, but... And then we could do a live stream? I mean, I don't really feel that way, but... Do you feel like we don't have any listeners or interaction or popularity or respect because people can't see you 
I don't really feel that way now. Because I noticed that all the podcasts nowadays, yeah, it's mostly like for YouTube. Because people like to watch you sitting and talking. Do you yeah. think we're missing that component? If you're asking me if I think we will become more popular or more people will listen slash, slash watch us if we do that, I, d- I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. You really think so? Do you think that that's a thing? I don't know. Well, I mean, what do we do? Is Just because Joe Rogan does it doesn't mean that we have to do it. I don't know who that is. but He's hugely popular, way more popular than us. But I don't think that... That could be us. Us do. I don't know that that would it make us, be us that. It will be us. I think so, huh? It must be us. It won't be us. Those Damn it, Tom. <laughs> Those guys also like it, to do is something like that. We would need multiple cameras. We need a guy like operating in real time, switching between cameras. Well, let's get a guy. Can we have a guy? I'd like to have a guy. Yeah, but we don't. We don't have a payroll. Like we don't make any money. So how are we going to pay another guy? Maybe there's a lonely guy out there who has a lot of cameras, but nothing to film with them oh when you find that guy you know let me know and then i'll think about it maybe we could just listen to some prince that sounds like an awesome idea it is prince miss a way sweeter idea uh we'll do that now and then later we'll come back and we'll do something else how does that sound sounds great the sky. 
Hey, this is Andre Simone, and you're listening to The Five Count.
offend or unnerve There's a rumor going all around that you ain't been getting served You say that you ain't, you know what, and baby, who knows how long It's time for me to say what's right when all I wanna do is wrong Get up 23 positions in a one night stand Get up I'll only call you after if you say I can Get up From a friend of yours named Vanessa Bet. She said you told her a fantasy that got her all wet. Bet. Something about a little box with a mirror and a tongue inside. Yeah. What she told me then got me so hot and knew that we could slide. Get up. 23 positions in a one night stand. Get up. I'll only call you after if you say I can. Get up. Show you, baby, I'm a talented boy. Should've known, I should've known. Butterscotch curly hair, wish you had some drawers on now. Stone freak to the clone. I can't believe it. We're going home. Everybody grab a body, pump it like you want some body. You want to eat rib. Oh, toy? I don't serve ribs. You better be happy that dress is still on. I heard the rip when you sat down. Honey, them hips is gone, but that's alright. I clap them that way. Mind me of something James used to say. I like them fat. I like them proud. You got to have a mother for me. Now move your big ass around this way so I can work on that zipper, baby. Tonight. You're a star, and I'm a big dipper. Everybody grab a bar. Get up. Like you want 
think I like it with the dress headphone. I zip it far enough to see the crack of dawn. Don't worry about the bust, I'm gonna lock up every door. Then we can do it in the kitchen, on the floor, in the bathroom, standing on the tub and holding on the rod. You're in the closet underneath the clothes and oh my god. In the bedroom, on the dresser with your feet in the drawers. In the pantry, on the shelf, I guarantee you won't be bored. Pool table, yeah, move the sticks and put the eight ball where it should have stick. Dudley, do no wrong tonight if Nail just let him kick it. I'm gonna put this in a way so it's not to offend or unnerve. And there's a rumor going all around that you ain't been getting served. You say that you ain't you know what, and baby, who knows how long. It's hard for me to say what's right when all I wanna do is wrong. Get up. 23 positions in a one night stand Get up I'll only call you after if you say I can Get up Then a woman be a woman and a man be a man Get up If you want to, baby, here I am Come on
Hi, this is Maite Garcia, and you're listening to The Five Count.
Oh, swing low to the temple as I flow on a roll. Here we go, willing and able, start the show right with that type of hype. I'll lay my cards on the table tonight. Don't take me like my flow hits you just like a lead pipe while I'm clocking. You just ain't fast about the boots I'm knocking. It ain't like that. Besides, I keep the gym so get off my back. In fact, you like the next step back before I show you how fool acts, baby. Hey, welcome back. Oh yeah. It's the five count. Merry Princemas. I firstly just want to point something out. Um to anyone who's you know like listens to this show on purpose. Week after week and is following along with the things that we talk about and whatnot. In case anybody's wondering, I did finally listen to my birthday show that Dusty put together and it was fantastic the birthday you it. had in early august yeah okay of Just, last year all right huh it was really great and i really appreciate you dust i don't even remember what was on it but i do know that a lot of love was in every stitch yeah there was a lot of color me bad which was great it's nothing bad about extra color me bad well i do know that you are a big fan that's <laughs> pretty great I just wanted to point that out really quick. Um, also, is there even such a thing as someone who doesn't like Prince New Jack Swing? Is that even a thing? Is that possible? I think it was a thing for a lot of people for a long time. That they didn't like it? Yeah. Did anyone slap them or anything? Like when they said, I don't know, I think that kind of sucks. Oh, the people who said that? Yeah, like... No, I think they high-fived him and agreed. Right up until Prince died, I think a lot of people thought his, mostly his 90s output was silly. I feel like that's ridiculous. It most definitely is, but. Because it's awesome. They don't feel like that now. Nobody would ever say that now. I don't get it. I don't get it. How do people just do that? Crap on stuff and then. After he dies, they're like, no, no, it's the best. I'm guessing it's similar to your situation where how everybody is very jealous of you Mm. and they say really mean things. Mm. But then when you die, it'll probably be like a lot of tears and statues being erected. Really? Things like that. I don't know. I feel like it'd maybe be like, I guess he was okay. And then they just go on with their lives. Probably something more like no, that. No, you're thinking of me. But what I'm saying is, when Diamonds and Pearls came out, do you remember that? And and how did it affect you? Do you did you get it right away? Did you listen to it? Did you think it was awesome? Did you see the videos? Uh, I saw the videos. I remember watching. Was it the MTV Music Awards when he came out with the with the assless chaps? Yeah, man. I remember that. Yeah. I don't think I had it, but I had a friend who had it on cassette. Yeah, yes. So I did listen to it at his house. Yeah. And that's the end of my story. Man. Yeah. Plus, I was like 10 years old. Yeah. uh, Molly and I 
had the album on cassette and um we loved it we listened to it on repeat so i mean i'm sure molly's not listening right now but um if you are molly please let me know if you remember these times i'm sure i'm sure she does i'm sure she does basically her parents basement was our hangout area um it wasn't really a finished basement but it was nice um and I, I just remember her and I hanging out down there and we would listen to music and we would do like experiments and whatever, you know, like little kid goofy stuff like sign. I remember like making those uh, like little volcanoes, you know, and you got the vinegar and the baking soda and doing that sort of thing. And her parents were cool with that. And uh, there's a <laughs> there's a an old uh, weightlifting bench down there. I remember we'd like lift weights and just goof around and uh there was old pair of boxing gloves that was her dad's from way back old school and we'd mess around out these boxing molly was a tomboy um and we were best friends and uh, so you would listen to prince and lift weights and build volcanoes build volcanoes lift weights and box a okay. little bit and uh, play darts. We had Makes sense. we had legit metal tip darts dartboard down there on an old wooden door that you know they didn't care if we missed it. And it started with uh, James Brown. Actually, we listened to James Brown tapes, and she had a, a, a like a greatest hits James Brown tape. And we would listen to James Brown, and we dance down there and play darts and do whatever. And then uh, we'd also listen to Michael Jackson and, and do the same. And uh, it went into prints and everything. And we got this when Diamonds and Pearls came out. That was like the thing. That's what I remember the most is Molly and I dancing to Diamonds and Pearls in her basement and playing darts and, and hanging out. Um, <laughs> this is, I don't know if I've told this. Have I talked to you about this? Have I told this story on air? It seems like I've told this before, but maybe not. We were also, I don't know why, but we were kind of bullies a little bit too. There was another kid that lived right down the street and um, we'd like invite him over and then be like, but you can't lift as much as us and blah, blah, blah. And Molly'd be like, you can't lift as much as Justin. (laughs) She would be like my hype man. And uh, we'd be so mean to this kid. I feel bad about it now. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you remember who that kid was, Tom? Do you? Yeah. yeah. It yeah. wasn't you. <laughs> it was this other kid. Um, I don't want to say his name, but um, I've met him since, and, I've, and I and you know, I would be nothing but nice to him 100% now, and um, I wish him all the best. But, uh, yeah, it, I don't know what our deal was. Anyways... Those are some of my fondest memories, and we loved it. And I still, I just basically loved it since. I think Diamonds and Pearls is awesome. Well, we can talk to Robia Scott later from the new Power Generation. Uh, she was Pearl of Diamond and Pearl. That is so awesome. Well, I still got a few tricks up my sleeve, Ton. Yeah, you do. I do have some uh, mailbag questions that people sent to the Five Count Hotline. Okay. Did you know we had one of those? I did. It's the five count hotline. Five zero seven five one nine twenty thirty. That's the ticket to your dreams. Here's a nice one. It just says, Hey guys, appreciate the show. This is Chris from Minnesota Lake area. PS, tell Ton to go to hell. He used to make fun of me and say I couldn't lift as much as him. No wait, I made that part <laughs> up. 
We were like 11, 12 years old at this time, too. So ridiculous. Chris from Minnesota Lake. Thank you very much, Chris from Minnesota Lake. That was nice. It seems legit. Wait a minute. So what part was legit? They appreciate the show. Okay. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah, or woman. I'm not sure. I like Minnesota Lake. Nice little area. Here's uh, something. Happy Royal Rumble weekend, fellas. In the third annual Papa Shouts Memorial Rumble Pool, Tom gets entry numbers 17 and 21. Nice. And Dusty gets 20 and 23. Actually, best of luck to both of you. 17 and 21 is no good, actually. Love Billy Floyd Shouts. What is yours again? 27 and... 20 and 23. 20 and 23. Yours is crap, too, isn't it? I don't know. I won last year. On what number, though? What entry? Number I had number one. Yeah, well, that's a thing. That happens. Number one can happen. 20, 23, 17, whatever. That oh, business doesn't happen. It's supposed happen. to be fun, Tom. I don't know why you're getting so bent out of shape. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, there'll be a nice competition of like who, which, which of our entries stay in longest. Did he say what his entries are? No. It's all in good fun. You won't watch it, and you'll never know. I'd love to watch it. Why don't you? I mean, I'll probably have to watch it after the fact. I don't get to do anything fun. Oh. What do you call this? It's the 15th annual Prince Miss. This is pretty fun. Thank you. Should I check out this postcard or what? Um, Yes, and then we need to get to our exclusive interview with Robia Scott. I got a postcard that's green and has a pile of poop on it with a golden ring over its head like it's a poop angel. Huh. A poop angel. My kid would love this, I bet. It says on the bottom underneath the poop, uh, my old idea, open shower, open show. Open show? Oh, open shower. Open now we're talking. Shower. No, that was my, my bad. Oh. Uh, open show with Rocky theme and with Happy Trails, Roy Rogers. That's the John and New Alm show? John, John and New Alm is giving us ideas for I'd listen to intro that. and outro music. But yeah, if you want to do that show, John, I would listen to it religiously. That's saying something because he doesn't even listen to this show. That's right. Especially not religiously. Here's his message. Not I, even accidentally. No. I think it's chocolate ice cream on other side? Question mark. No, that's poop, John. That's not chocolate ice cream now. Don't try to redeem yourself. Still remember drawing I did. Your old website, Snowmobile with 29 on it for your B-Day. I have Elvis concert CD. I should ask boss if I can watch on big screen. My sis had to redo scan with... Oh, with four die in her... Insurance will let her continue treatment, but in crap, less optimal way. Crap. Giant period. That's a bummer. It's up to you if you want Ton to read this on air. Have a good oh. Jan 29 fan 14 and a half years, John. Yeah, that was specifically for you this time. Oh, yeah, you can read it. But he had me read it. Well, I'm glad know. he technically gave you the poop postcard. Thank you so much. I don't read it because I usually assume it's male for ton. The Prince of Poop. Yeah, that's me. Dustin. I'm sorry to hear that. 
Well, your sister, John. Um, yeah. I hope she's doing well. I do remember that snowmobile picture. I do too. And I do remember that we are celebrating the 15th annual Princemas. Merry Princemas, Tom. It's pretty awesome when you think about it. Seriously. Well, we do have an exclusive interview with Robia Scott from the new power generation. Should we hear it? Yeah. Let's hear it. Merry Princemas. We're joined today by Robia Scott, dancer, actor, life coach. You might remember her as Pearl from the duo Diamond and Pearl from Prince and the New Power Generation. Robia, how are you doing today? Hey, Dustin. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for joining me. Of course. Glad to be here. Well, first of all, can you tell the listeners a bit about uh, what you're up to these days? I know you work as a, a life coach and, and how all that came about. Well, what I'm up to nowadays is I am coaching. Um, I wrote a book called Counterfeit Comfort, and it's those things we turn to for comfort, like food, alcohol, shopping, cigarettes, um, all of those types of things, which, you know, many of them are not inherently uh, bad choices. But when we turn to them for comfort, then we can become addicted and we have patterns and those things wind up controlling us. So I help people break uh, the addiction to the counterfeit comfort and uh, be able to put things back into balance in their life, especially in the area of food. That's, that's kind of my area of expertise. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, you have a book, Counterfeit Comforts, and the idea of that, obviously everybody has uh, something, whether it's a vice or you know something that maybe goes a little further than that, and, and that's where you can uh, step in and kind of help people get back on track. Yeah, that's it. I found that counterfeit comforts are universal. We all have a little something. <laughs> um, for women, I found primarily food seems to be kind of the number one. Um, but then, you know, women, they, they it runs the gamut. You know, I have women that have gambling uh, counterfeits and all sorts of things that you wouldn't necessarily expect. And then for men, it can also be food. It can be work. You know, it seems to be a big one for men and, and getting kind of their value through um through their achievements. Uh, again, all good things. I mean, we want to be excellent. We want to excel in life. But when we're so driven that it becomes compulsive, we're just not quite in balance, not in, in peace. You know what I mean? Definitely. Well, how can the listeners yeah. get in touch with you if maybe they could use some coaching in, in their own lives? Well, you can find me on my website, which is simply my name, robiascott.com. And uh, actually on there, I have a little free gift. Uh, I have a download um, that you can get on there, which talks a little bit more about how to um, conquer the counterfeit comfort of food, primarily. Um, so that will kind of put you in touch with me, get you in my newsletter, and then we can go from there. Awesome. Well, Robia, I wanted to ask you a bit about, you know, before your life as a coach, uh, back in the early days of your career, of course, I know you were a dancer, and you worked with all sorts of people from a pretty young age. I, I know the Shake Your Love video with Debbie Gibson, a lot of other music okay. videos. And I mean, you were yeah. really busy from... Uh, back from when you were a child. <laughs> I was. I had a busy childhood. I actually saw the movie Flashdance back in the day. Are you in the age range to know Flashdance? I am. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so I saw Flashdance when I was a youngin, and I thought, oh my gosh, that's for me. Like, I'm going to do this as a career. And I started taking dance classes, and I was living in Los Angeles at the time, so that worked out. Got a dance agent at 16 and started going on auditions for music videos because at that time MTV was really the rage. It was like on the upswing and there were tons of music videos going on. 
And my very first job at 16 years old was Debbie Gibson, Shake Your Love. Uh, and then it just went on to, you know, many, many videos for and every artist you can possibly think of uh, until one day I got a call to audition for Prince, uh, which I did. I wound up getting that job for um, the Cream video, which was on his hit album, kind of his big comeback album in um, the early 90s called Diamonds and Pearls. And I wound up playing the pearl half of Diamonds and Pearls. He had me and another girl. We looked a lot alike. He sort of dubbed us as his twins, even though we weren't related. And uh, we wound up being the muses for the album. So one music video turned into all the music videos, the album cover, a world tour, and uh, a pretty incredible experience when you're 21 years old uh, on stage with Prince. Yeah, that time period and that album really was kind of like a comeback for for Prince in a way, you know, getting back onto the top of the charts and you know, as you mentioned, you were on the, the cover with the holographic picture and the, the music videos. That must have been crazy for you to kind of be like the face of that whole thing. It was. It was crazy. Also, because that was during the time of his self-imposed silence. So he wasn't doing any interviews, any press. So um, I was really, you know, the other gal, Diamond and I were, were doing it all. So we were on every talk show, um, tons of radio, uh, interviews. And, um, and then being on stage with him and dancing in front of, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 people at a time around the world uh, with Prince. So it was an extraordinary experience. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that a bit, uh, your memories of that tour. And, you know, like most Prince shows, the amount of detail and the complexity and, you know, and everything on stage, that had to have been another level for, for a dancer, I imagine. Well, interestingly enough, I had never even gone to a concert at that point in my life. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'd never even seen a concert when I wound up doing the Prince concert. So I did not realize just how above and beyond Prince is as a performer and all the things that were happening on stage. You know, after I got home from the tour and I went and saw a concert and there's, you know, someone just standing there with a microphone singing, I thought, oh, my gosh, like, I, you know, I didn't even realize what I was a part of while I was doing it. Uh, but yes, it was very intricate. You know, we had the whole band and the musicians and the, um, you know, everything that was going on. We were like on a bed that was dangling from the sky that went out over the audience and, you know, hundreds of feet in the air. It was, uh, it was quite extraordinary. <laughs> uh, that's really uh, getting thrown into the deep end, I guess you could say. Yeah, for sure. Well, I've heard uh, the song 51 Hours and, and I've read things about you know, Prince wanting to release more music for, for you and, and L'Oreal as Diamond and Pearl. Can you share any insight or memories of that? Was that going to be kind of like the next step for your career? You know, I never had any intentions of being a singer. I actually transitioned after I came off tour with Prince. I transitioned into acting and I did a whole bunch of acting jobs, which we can chat about momentarily. Um, but you know, with Prince, he was very impromptu. You never really knew what was going to happen. You know, you'd get a call at 10 in the morning and you'd be on a plane two hours later going somewhere to shoot something. I mean, it was really just, um, you know, off the cuff. So I think we were on tour at that time and, you know, we got a phone call that there was a song. And then before we know it, we get a knock on the door at the hotel room and there's, you know, lyrics and we're, we're, we're learning this song and then we're in a studio doing it. So, I mean, it just really came out of nowhere. 
Um, Lori did have a little bit more of a desire to do that. So she was a little bit more featured. Um, and then, you know, with Prince, you just don't know, like he might go that direction and you might kind of record more things or you might not. So I think, you know, we did that song. We didn't know what to expect. Uh, that was kind of it. <laughs> and then we were on to the next thing. So I imagine you must have always had a sense that things could change at any moment. I mean, Prince was a guy who was always kind of known for blowing things up, as you mentioned, you know, taking different directions. And, you know, you were there when, when he changed his name and went through all that. I mean, that was probably the most uncertain time of his career. That was pretty interesting because at one point, literally overnight, you just couldn't even address him as Prince anymore. And so if he was across the room, you know, I would say to him, what do I say? Like, hey, you, it doesn't really seem appropriate. Um, But that was Prince. You know, he had an idea. He was having issues with the record label. And, you know, it was all all that kind of thing. That's why he did that with his name um, to deal with his contract and then, I think, owning his music, all of that. Um, And then he just decided to, to change it. So like you said, with Prince, everything was, you just had to be on your toes. I mean, everything changed in an instant. And you had to go with the flow. Well, I know the uh, Diamonds and Pearls big deluxe set uh, just came out within the past year here. What did you think of that? Did you have a chance to to look through any of that stuff? It actually just came out um, just a few months ago. And I mean, yeah, it's been 30 some years. Um, I have not had a chance to, to dive too deeply into it. I did listen to some of the tracks like the Cream track, you know, the different versions um, I did have the opportunity way back when, many years ago, to go into the vault. Uh, Prince led me in there and gave me a little firsthand experience of, you know, seeing all the walls and walls just lined with tracks with every artist you can possibly think of with their names, you know, uh, just across the board from rappers to R&B to country um, so he had recorded songs with basically everyone. So to see now all these decades later, um, them dipping into the vault and starting to pull some things out is pretty exciting. And just getting to know the Diamonds and Pearls, like to hear all these other versions of the songs are pretty cool too. Like the Cream take is just so different. It's so much edgier and like, it, it's just a very different take than uh, the pop version that we have on the Diamonds and Pearls album. Yeah, I think some people maybe forget that Paisley Park was an actual running studio for not just Prince's work, but, I mean, so many other artists uh, were going through there at that time making music. I mean, you were in the thick of things there with all that stuff going on. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a home away from home. I spent a lot of time at Paisley Park, a lot of time flying from L.A. to Minneapolis and, um, you know, running around in Prince's yellow BMW and just doing the whole whole thing. (laughs) It was a blast. It is funny to think back on that time. Everybody was kind of up in arms and, you know, everyone was offended by all this racy stuff that was coming out around that time. And, you know, as a, as a devout Christian yourself now, I'm sure looking back, you can kind of see that that stuff was really, I think, kind of tame compared to, uh, to things that are out nowadays. It's so funny that you said that because I was just, when all this was happening in these last few months with the Prince resurgence and, and the box set being released, you know, I went through back through some of my videos, haven't watched them in a while. Um, my husband was watching them with me. Of course, he had seen them before, but we were watching the Get Off video. And at that time, I mean, people were just, they could not believe that it was so crazy. It was so racy. But just like you, you stated, if you look at it now, it is tame compared to uh, 
what's on, you know, regular primetime television nowadays. So, yeah, I mean, at the time, I wasn't too shocked by it because as a dancer, honestly, you know, being physical, kind of being in your sexuality, uh, that's just part of what you do as a dancer. So, um, you know, Prince was always very respectful. We never did anything that we felt uncomfortable with. And, um, you know, we always had a say in what we were doing, what we were wearing. And um, it was a blast, to be honest with you. But, yes, now times have changed. You know, I did I did um, kind of go more deeply into my faith a number of years later. And so I don't know if I would, you know, necessarily be in the get-off video ripping my dress off <laughs> as a Christian. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's where I was at the time, young girl, dancer. It's just those are the things you do, you know? So did you have any sense that, down the road, Prince himself would uh, become much, much more spiritual than um, maybe he was uh, around that time? It's so interesting. I think he's always been spiritual, but he definitely went more uh, full-blown into it. And from what I understand, um, he had a band member who um, was actually a Jehovah's Witness and had, you know, influenced Prince quite a bit. And then Prince went, you know, into that and then changed a lot of his music, actually. I think he went back and, and, and changed some things, took out some profanity and things like that, which was kind of interesting. Um, and I was always hoping that, that later at some point we would reconnect and uh, be able to, um, you know, share some things along those lines. But unfortunately, that did not happen. Well, you mentioned after you left the, the Prince camp, you went on and, and did uh, quite a few acting roles and really a lot of uh, successful uh, roles in acting as well. You know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and 90210. I mean, you really didn't uh, waste a lot of time uh, starting off on a brand new career. You know, yeah, I did. I just, uh, I left dance after Prince because I really felt like that was the pinnacle and there was nowhere to go after Prince but down. So I was like, I'm going to leave on a high note. I think this is a really good way to end this. Um, so I retired from dance as a dancer at 22 and transitioned into acting and went after it with the same fervency I did as a dancer, you know, hours of class, um, you know, just really studying training and started going on auditions and wound up going to Beverly Hills 90210, booked that job, which was a blast. And then I got hired for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So it is pretty cool, I have to say, in my lifetime, in my career to be uh, a part of such a iconic um you know, person in music, which is Prince, and then to be on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is also just like an iconic cult classic TV show, um, you know, being with Prince, you know, 30 years later, you know, for Prince, it'll be forever. I think he will always have a place in history as one of the most talented musicians to ever live um, and performers. And then Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know, this show, again, 30 years later, uh, people still love the show. It still has like just as much... I mean, energy and the conventions and things going on around the world as it did decades ago. So it's kind of awesome to be a part of that as well. Definitely. And I know you're still doing a lot of acting today as well. I saw you uh, have been in uh, a few uh, movies here just within the last couple of years. Yeah. You know, I, after Buffy, again, I sort of let that, I, that was another big moment for me where I transitioned. Um, and I had really gone strong in my faith at that time and was very passionate about being a, um, a speaker and a teacher and all of my gifts for communication and expression that I had used for dancing and acting, I was then ready to kind of shift over into more of a ministry um, speaker, author type of thing. So um, I did that 
for many years after I left Buffy. So I never intended to go back to acting. I thought, you know, I had a great career in entertainment and that was that. And then just through kind of a God orchestrated series of events that make no sense, I wound up meeting the writers of the film God's Not Dead, that hit film from some years back. And they gave me a script for their new movie. And I wound up playing one of the lead roles. Um, The movie is called Unplanned. And it was in theaters a few years ago. Now it's on Amazon. You can find it. And it's a pretty incredible movie. I was happy to be a part of that. And since then, I've done a few more TVs, TV shows and, and movies. So, you know, I dabble in that. I'm not really pursuing it. I'm not going after that. My real uh, focus right now is, is coaching and the work that I do there. But every so often, something kind of pops up. And uh, when it's a fit, I do it. Awesome. Well, is there anything else coming up for you, Rubia, with, um, you know, acting, coaching or anything else we should be watching out for? You know, right now, again, my main focus is coaching. So I have a number of 90-day programs that uh, I walk people through really based on a lot of my own experience. You know, in my early 20s, I was living the dream. Like I looked so successful in a lot of ways. I was really successful, um, but, but I was struggling. You know, this image that I was portraying of confidence and, and, and being comfortable was not necessarily exactly what was going on internally. You know, I was definitely struggling with those counterfeit comforts, especially with food and body image. Um, Being a woman, most women deal with this, but then being an actress and a dancer on top of that just magnifies that issue. So that really led me to, you know, kind of search out, like, how do I get free from this? How do I get comfortable in my skin? How do I get successful across the board, not just career-wise and financially, but successful emotionally, mentally? Um, spiritually, like in all the ways I wanted to be successful. So uh, it was through a lot of my own personal journey that I found these keys and these, these ways to, to get free. And so now that's my main passion, just helping other people, walking with them and helping them live their best lives and align with their purpose and all that good stuff. Awesome. Well, again, Robia, thank you so much for, for joining us today. And it's, it's great to hear your career has uh, gone so well. I mean, so many different facets of it, and you're still out there um, helping people. And it's uh, just been great speaking with you again. Thank you so much. Thanks, Dustin. You as well. Take care. And again, that was Robia Scott, also known as Pearl from A Diamond and Pearl and Prince in the New Power Generation. And again, you can find out all about Robia Scott and get a copy of her book, Counterfeit Comforts, at her website, RobiaScott.com.
Because in the summertime from the new power generation and you're listening to the five count.
This is Brenda Bennett from Vanity Six. You're listening to The Five Counts. Enjoy.
Hey, welcome back. Merry Princemas. Come on, come on. It's the five count. That's you know. awesome. That was an exclusive interview with Robia Scott. That is pretty awesome. She was with Prince through a pretty uh, interesting time. Back when he changed his name to the symbol, like she was the one that had to kind of be his voice for a while. That's crazy. Think about that. That's crazy to think about. That was a time, too, because he was just like, I don't know, man. He was, it was like on a different level, Prince. It was like short hair, golden microphone. Do you have the microphone that would look like a gun for a while? Yeah. <clears throat> I think we need some of those. Yeah. Why don't we have those? And then it's like symbol, and then he was growing his hair out again, and like a lot of body suits and stuff, tons of body suits, just like ridiculous. And it was just, it, it, dude, it just felt like, well, actually, when you think about it, and I do a lot over the course of Prince's like whole career, it would just seem like. He never conformed to anybody or anything. It was just always he was his own dude. And anytime things were changing, he still went his own direction somehow. And it was still like somehow awesome. You know what I'm saying? There was never like he never joined any kind of crowd. It didn't seem like it's incredible because you basically could be describing you also, man. It's like your your lives were very perpendicular. It was pretty. It was pretty good. It's pretty good stuff, man. Ton, I got some mailbag questions sent to the uh, Five Count Hotline. I'm gonna read them to you right now. If all right. You don't mind. I don't mind at all. The Ton might be able to Google Blade Runner twenty forty nine Elvis hologram. Harrison Ford is punching Ryan Gosling. Harrison even comments, good singer, Elvis, hey, I spilled 20-ounce coffee in my car recently, for real. You guys spill anything in your cars? Kraken poster from 2023. Jay, pump it up. hi <laughs> P.S. I'm at Dad's watching some of a Bruce Willis movie. Not sure title, Ernest Borgnine is in it. Bruce character retired. But extremely dangerous. Love, John. Man, Tom. John, thank you so much. Uh, I I have seen this movie. I still don't remember seeing that part, and I feel lame for it. Um, I am trying to Google it right now, but a lot of what I get is uh, is videos on YouTube about it, which I'm not going to watch right now. But. Um, I'm going to have to check that out. I'm going to I should just watch the movie again. I do loved you, it. Do you remember all the things you've spilled in your car over the years? Over the years? Yeah. Oh man. Um I'm not a big car spiller person. Ton spills a lot of bong water in his car. Um and it's like a real sour orange juice <laughs> kind of smell. Uh, uh <laughs> And he spilled Charleston shoes all over, and they melted into the dash. It's no. a real mess. No, 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 no. That never. That's never happened. No, I've never been a car spill person, and uh, even 
with my first car, which was a 1985 Mazda GLC Deluxe um, with, you know, 250,000 miles on it. Great car. I still was like, I cleaned it. I cleaned the interior a lot. Um, I would... I didn't want people like eating and whatever spilling in my car. I hated it. I hated it. If people left garbage in, I hated it. Hated it. I've always been that way. Didn't I don't like people stinking up my car. I don't like my car smelling like McDonald's or whatever. I don't I don't like it. Hated it. This is the worst my car has ever been. And it's cuz I have children and I don't I don't uh put my foot down with my kids about all that stuff like I allow them to have some fruit snacks and whatever, you know, like I allow them snacks and stuff in the car. Mm. So, you know, I've relaxed uh, in <laughs> as, as I've gotten older and become a parent, which is a good thing. But so before, yeah, I didn't, I, I think someone did spill a small amount of bong water in one of my cars back then. And I, I was, I was PO'd big time. Um, PO'd. Yeah. I've not. I've had, uh, I've had, can I, I've had like drugs spilt in there <laughs> and, uh, that's a major bummer cause it just goes right into the carpet and it's pretty difficult to get, like you got to vacuum it out and who, who's ever it was, is, you know, bumming out big time, but I just did it, vacuumed it out. Um, yeah. In fact, like a lot of my cars back then even in the 80s and into the 90s like uh probably my my main ride that i cared about i bought a second car when i was 17 i had an 86 monte carlo ss and i uh actually ended up building an engine for that and rebuilding the valve body put a shift kit in the tranny all this stuff um, was decent and I worked on I did some body work and there was you know a new call induction hardwood hood on it all this stuff um, but there was certain like the rocker panels had some rust I was like in the process but obviously like engine and being fast and like awesome engine was more important than looks <laughs> looks was not number one but I still took care of it and cleaned it a lot and cleaned the wheels and, you know, paid a lot of attention to it. And the interior, I actually really redid. I don't know how, but my SS came with a bench seat and uh, it had a a column shift with the bench seat when I first got it. And I ripped that out and i converted it when i put the valve body in and put a bnm mega shifter in it put in bucket seats found actual legit ss bucket seats put those in there put a center console in um i did like i re-dyed my interior there was sun baked um the back whole back speaker panel the back deck everything the headliner was falling down all this stuff i redid the whole headliner i re-dyed the interior pieces that were sun faded including carpets and everything uh painted my the center console and stuff to match the burgundy interior like everything was mint on the inside of that car so i'd regularly have people in i only usually get comments by women but like women would get in my car and they're wow it's really nice in here i didn't wasn't expecting this i'm like yeah dude i keep it nice inside the car that's the kind of dude that i was not a spiller at all 
hate it. I don't like that at all. My wife's van, newer than my car, that thing looks like a bomb went off in it. Looks like you went to McDonald's and bought 57 different kids' meals and 2,700 different adult meals and then put bombs in each bag and it exploded, including the drinks. Gross. (laughs) Gross. Uh, Hey, I got an important question to ask. How gross do you think things were like uh, 10 years ago? Not that gross, probably. No? But like the normal amount of gross? Yeah. Well, Ton, we'll find out together because this is the part of the program where we go back 10 years in five-count history. January 25th, 2014. Guess what it was, Ton? Take a guess. You'll never guess. It was your birthday and it was Princemas. Oh, man, you did guess. It was the fifth annual Princemas 10 years ago. And we had... We had two special guests on that night. We were joined by Andre Simone. You remember him? I do. And also uh, Bobby Z from Prince and the Revolution. Awesome. We had both of those in the same show. That seems ridiculous. Yeah, we really went all out back in the day. Do you feel like we kind of mail it in now? No, not at all. No. Definitely not. I feel like back in the day, you were always nervous about us possibly mailing it in, and so you would pack as many guests as possible. So we overcompensated. Yeah. Seems like that's definitely what we did 10 years ago. Andre Simone and Bobby Z in the same show. And it was Princemas. Awesome. La 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 means I love ton. Thank you very much. Sounds like a great show. Well... I don't know how it could be anything else. I don't, I don't know either. Can you imagine? Prince Miss was formed 15 years ago out of like spite due to somebody's back talk. Yeah. And now here we are still celebrating. It's pretty awesome when you think about it. I think about it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Man. Well, here's the here's the time. Not. Oh. What time is it? Time for you to open your little gift. It's nothing too special. Are you sure? The bag is real nice, though. Is the bag the gift? Yeah, it's part of it. It's about 50% the gift. Oh, look at little cupcakes. Mm Mm-hmm. Pink with polka dots. I should open this? Yeah, it's something special. I just put in a couple calls. Nothing special. Is it all the stuff that I've lent you over the years? No. Oh, no. I'm never getting that stuff back. No, 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 no. It's got some weight to it. I just put in a call to my... to my. Uh, Is it a calculator? My contact. My newly acquired contact. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's a framed photo of Greg Gagne. Don't tell Floyd shouts. Because I haven't got... I haven't secured him one yet, but... I put in a call just for you, Dust. I thought you'd appreciate that. Isn't it a nice photo, though? It's five by seven. I know. It's kind of weird, but that's that's exactly what I got also. But it looks nice. Can I put this on my, like my nightstand? Your nightstand. So I could look at it before I go to bed? On the dash of your car, yeah. Wait, this is Greg Gagne, right? Yes. It's not you? No. I thought it was you for a second. It's close. If I cut my hair, it'd be something similar. 
Wow. Yeah, it's Greg Gagne with the belt, right? With the belt, thus describe. What belt is that? Look at it. International television champion? Yep. Was he the... I didn't even know that was a belt. I didn't really either, and I didn't question it because... Like, I know he was the tag team champion with B. Brian Blair as the High Flyers. Yeah. I didn't question it because apparently these photos came right out of the freaking trunk of one of his cars. Like, it was, it, like it's a photo that he had printed and it was in the trunk of his car that he sold to another guy. Oh, the AWA International Television Championship lasted from 1987 to 1989. And he held it for a little while? Maybe that's why I don't remember it. Oh, there was only two people to hold the title. Greg Gagne lost it to Ronnie Garvin, and then Ronnie Garvin lost it back to Greg Gagne, and then <laughs> it was deactivated. So it's legit. Man. Of course it is, dude. It's not only just the photo of Greg Gagne shirtless with the TV championship belt. It's legit like from him directly out of the trunk of his car. It's a real deal photo there. This is late 80s, Greg Gagne. Yeah. Look at him, dude. Thank you so much. It's I wish pretty we were, good. I wish I could set it up here so I could just look at it while yeah. we do the show. I actually like that it's kind of smaller. At first, I thought it was weird, but it's kind of nice because you can, it does seem more intimate for some weird reason. And it's a very important, pivotal time in wrestling. So Late you, 80s AWA. Yeah. Because NWA had the TV championship, right? Didn't they have it for longer? Yes. Or do you think this was like, do you think that was like in response to that? No, this one was made up. It was around for less than two years. It says here. You should look into it to see if there's like a correlation or something. Do you think I should call AWA President Stanley Blackburn and find out exactly what's going on? Yeah, it'd be interesting to know if they made it up because, you know what I'm saying? Like like NWA, somehow there's popularity with the TV championship and then so they were trying to compete. You know what I'm saying? Should we get Wally Carbo on the show? Yeah. Yes. Might be tough because I think he might be dead. Yeah. Uh, he died. Oh, bummer. About 30 years ago. Oh, well. Well, thank you so much, Ton. You're welcome. Hey, let's hear some more Prince. Ton, you're a Prince forever in my life. I love that. I don't idea. mind me saying. I don't mind at all. I do, and 
Hey, this is Bobby Z from Prince and the Revolution. You're listening to The Five Count.
Hi, this is Sheila E, and you're listening to The Five Count.
Hi, welcome back. Merry Princemas. Oh, thank you so much. Can't stop gazing at this picture of Greg Gagne. It's been a great show so far. I just want to say that uh, a faux pas on my part, I just realized, obviously, jumping Jim Bronzel was in the high flyers, not me, mm. Brian Blair. Mm. So I misspoke earlier. It's all right. Uh, Billy Floyd Childs is probably furious, so I do apologize for that. It's okay. I forgive you. It is Prince Miss, so I do have a lot on my mind. Yeah, you do. The Kansas City Chiefs are in the AFC Championship game this weekend. The Royal Rumble is this weekend. 15th annual Prince Miss is this weekend. It's apparently my birthday at some point. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's really a lot going on. It's a little, maybe too much for somebody like me to handle. Might be, but you might just go ahead and handle it, though. Or I could puke. You could. You could. I mean, you have that option, you birthday boy. It's fine. Hey, the show's coming to an end, Ton, but I want to thank Robia Scott for being on with us. You can go to robiascott.com to find out more about what she's up to these days. Uh, you could go to uh, thefivecount.com. A lot of stuff there. Some of it might be of interest to someone. Who knows? There's got to be. There's so much stuff there. There's 14 other Prince Misses that you could enjoy. I do Ton- know that. Tons of interviews. And if you like the interviews, you can... Certainly just uh, follow us on YouTube or Patreon or um, even just subscribe to the podcast. Um, if you've, Whatever your podcasting app, if you look up the five count, uh, you can see all the interviews there, and it's pretty nice. You can... You'll have, love it. Yeah, you'll have multiple options. If you go to YouTube, it's just going to be the interview only. Um, if you go to the podcast, you can listen to the whole show, all that stuff. Got a lot of options for you. Speaking of interviews, there is an exclusive interview on our YouTube page with author Richie Unterberger talking about his book, Bob Marley and the Whalers, the ultimate illustrated history. Crazy. Ton loves reggae. It's pretty good. Little known fact, back when he was lifting weights and building volcanoes, (laughs) he also shot a sheriff. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. What a time. Yeah, um, do people buy books anymore? I do sometimes if I can't get them sent to me for free. Yeah. I also buy compact discs and DVDs. That's lovely. So maybe I'm not the guy to ask as the resident boomer. It's okay. I was just thinking about that today while I was at the dentist and I saw... Uh, they, they have a TV on with just terrible television being played, and they was talking about a Oscars book, 50th whatever, garbage, and I was just thinking to myself, who on the planet buys that? Who actually buys that thing? Who cares? Ton, speaking of planets, you could go and join us on Patreon. Brand new episode of The Five Count at the Movies, where Ton watches The Coneheads, the animated series. Yeah. Wow. Really good stuff. You're really not going to want to miss that. Yeah. You'd be a damn fool to pass up that opportunity. Man. Hey, Merry Princemas. Merry Princemas. We'll see you next time. Have a wonderful. <laughs>